Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Daisy Jones in the six episodes four, five, and six are over, but we are just getting started over here at Post Show Recaps. My name is Sarah Ferguson. Joining me is my favorite bandmate. I never fight with her. We never have to yell in the middle of the desert. Uh, Marissa Garza. Marissa Garza, how are you feeling? I'm doing well, thanks, Sarah. Thanks so much for the great introduction. Although, if I was going to scream, in the desert is a place to do it. You know, yeah, only, only just the, not at other people. Yeah, only the snakes will hear you out there yes. and the cacti. Yes. Yeah, I am never, you know, I'm an East Coast girl. I've never even had been to the desert oh. up until recently. I went to Vegas for the first time. Oh. And I tell you what, uh, flying over Vegas for the first time and just seeing sand dunes, I was like, where have I brought myself to? I'm like, this is not beautiful. This is not <laughs> lovely. Uh, <laughs> like, what is this? Uh, Vegas itself is actually a lot of fun. But at first it was, you know, it's such a different uh, scenery, of course, from New Jersey, New York area. Yeah, it's a different color palette, different textures. So, I don't know what I was expecting, but 
yeah so uh love the desert love this so it i mean this was beautiful i think i don't know where they're probably what like it hanging out where coachella's at probably look like it i mean i've never been to coachella but only from what i saw by watching beyonce that one time that's what i know (laughs) oh okay well we're not gonna get into that but yes i did stay up very late because that year they streamed the beyonce concert and i watched it live of course i did uh so marissa what did you think about episodes four five and six of daisy jones and the six oh well i thought it was so fun to have all of our characters together i know we spent a lot of time getting all of our characters to this place in the last three episodes i think um four five and six really solidified like this is the meaty like behind the music stuff right like uh we know there's only one album this is the album that they're they're doing so it's not like there's like a story like a 25 year discography that we have to go through this is it this is it this is the big one so it was kind of cool to see how that all come together and the um relationships in the band and outside of the band and how those all came together and it was really um one thing i am really enjoying about this series is watching like strong female characters come across on this on screen and i think you know the way that daisy asserts herself the way that she um fights for people that she cares about and the way that she's also you know she acknowledges that she's damaged but she doesn't blame other people for it right she kind of keeps it in her own container so to speak i mean it's definitely impacting others based on her behavior that we'll talk about as we go go through um this podcast but at the same time she's not like saying well i had a crappy childhood so Right. Blah, 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 blah. So it's been right. really nice to see um, see that kind of character development. Yeah, she's certainly using her relationship with particularly her mom as motivation to prove that she is worth something. And I think on her darkest days when she's not doing so well, I think that that's the voice that she hears echoing in her head of her mother. You're not worth anything. You're just a pretty face. You have no talent. All those horrible things that you just tell yourself when you're not in a good place. But otherwise, I think that Daisy, Camilla... And Karen are women yes. who are great advocates for themselves. And I love to see it. And I think it's really inspirational for myself as well, for somebody who does often deal with those thoughts that are like trying to beat myself down. But to see these three women who are strong in the same but many different ways as well, it's awesome. And is it that much of a surprise to get that from the producers of A League of Their Own? no <laughs> exactly exactly it, it truly is um it, it it the strong female voice is there and it definitely carries through the shows so I really enjoyed that as well I totally agree with you I really feel like these relationships that we're seeing between bandmates uh, particularly between Karen and Graham and as well as Daisy and Billy that's like the real like meat and the potatoes of The story, that's the compelling stuff. That's the stuff that if I was in the 70s and was a huge fan of Daisy Jones and the Six and they broke up after one album, that's what I want to know about. What happened? What's the drama surrounding? And I think that that's the big question mark that fans of 
this fictional band are wondering. And I guess, uh, I mean, I think that we are certainly as an audience who's watching this show is starting to get an idea of how this band fell apart so quickly. It's pretty evident, uh, but it's really interesting seeing everything come into fruition. And I really loved these three episodes. I thought they were very strong. Yeah. And I also like found myself going, oh, that's it. Like that's, that's, that's the, all, I've watched all of the ones for this week, you know, like I kind of yeah. wanted to keep going. The pacing was good. Yeah. And the, yeah. The pacing was really good. It was, it didn't feel like it dragged at any time for and me. And guess what? We what? got to, we got to hear more than honeycomb over oh, and God. over and over again, which I really do love that song, but I think it was the fourth episode where I was like, okay, babes, like let's move forward. Like <laughs> let's get a new song. I love it, but I'm ready to hear more music. And then we got, so much music in, in spades too much music yeah it was good it was like our half music video half yeah you know it has a really again the comfort of the behind the music format for me is is really working it is a lot better now that we're not going so far back in time and i'm not distracted as how old people are like yeah. that was but um it's still it's still good yeah, that's been, I think, like the one critique that I've heard from the people on the streets is that they do wish that the uh, show has aged the modern day characters older. And um, that's one thing that I don't know if I mentioned last time. I think I might have. But in the book, they aged them up 40 years. And oh. here they only aged them up 20 years. And I think that that's like... A little bit of a miss because obviously we want to use the same actors so i'm glad that they didn't really age them up 40 mm -hmm. years but it, i mean in a way it's like i don't know some some people were saying like the makeup wasn't uh between characters as good and billy already looks a little bit older he but... was the most distracting part for me in the last yeah. in the last three and this one it, i think it totally it, it evens totally, out right yeah made it better but like in the last one is like 18 year old billy i was like are we are we sure <laughs> like, <laughs> i don't know if that's 18 year old sure? billy sure i'm that? not sure <laughs> okay so let's talk about our episode titles yes. are our tracks we got track four I saw the light. Um, I, you made an excellent point that I didn't really totally catch up on, that each of these episode titles are based off of real-life songs. And I think that this is either a Hank Williams song or a Todd Rendrig oh, song. Interesting. I do not know the song. I don't know the song either. So uh, My but... mind went to I Saw the Sign. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well... <laughs> Uh, but that, that is, is not the song. That's a that's different a thing. What was that? Like a '90s pop or yes. '80s pop? Such a it's a good it's a fun song. Yes. Uh, then we have "Fire" by the mm. Pointer Sisters. Nice for track five, episode five, and then track six was "Whatever Gets You Through the Night" by John Lennon. Yeah, I like that they're picking like period time or like period songs for the most yeah, part. yeah for for um track titles were these was that similar in the book where the track titles also songs no the chapters were separated by years so ah. for example in episode uh five we saw a time stamp that said 1975 mm -hmm. that's usually how the chapters were broken up it was like 1975 to 1977 or by the different eras for example um the 
Dunn Brothers slash uh, The Six, their first album that came out was called 789 in the Mm -hmm. book. And the chapter was called like 789 like that era so uh now we're in the aurora era so kind of like taylor swift eras but not (laughs) quite i think it's interesting like just from a production standpoint like this is done by amazon their music catalog is not as deep as maybe an apple's would be and so it's kind of like try i think like showing the world like hey we got some songs too you know like we got some things because when when i'm watching this you know we we can make the playlist for daisy jones and the six like their songs but then we have all of the songs that are used in the tracks all of the songs that are used in the episodes there's just such a musical environment that's being built here that i think you know like from a business standpoint it's like a very strong music uh, Amazon music commercial. In a way. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. I love the music. Uh, that was one of the standouts in the first three episodes Were was the background music. Not only the thing, the music that obviously our characters are singing, but the real 70s music yeah. or 60s music that we're hearing. And the catalog of songs is like impeccable really really good music and talking about music i did also want to lightly touch on the theme song um because we don't uh, haven't spoken about that yet it is dancing uh, barefoot by patty smith and i love this song I really love it. It feels, I mean, I've explained that I'm a big Fleetwood Mac fan. It definitely feels of that era. Um, do, do you have any taste on the, are you a skip? Are you skipping actually? I'm not skipping. No, okay. no, no, no. no. Sure. <laughs> I'm not skipping. There are very few theme songs that I will skip and this is not one of them. Um, I have admiration for patty smith patty smith was a pioneer in the punk stage um of music and she has oh you know she has that vibe of being a strong female character so i feel like this was a great pick for um for for a theme song and um you know anytime i hear patty smith whether it's here or last time i saw like an exhibit at the rock and roll hall of fame on her so you know she's she's a heavy hitter in the rock world and it's it's um, great to see her featured here. Yeah, so she wrote the song in 1978. Originally had Jim Morrison in mind singing it. Mm. And uh, she talks about how the song was designed to blur the lines between male and female power, an androgynous ode to the sexes and their relationship to a higher power. And I kind of find this to be interesting on a couple of levels because the three episodes that we watched this week a big theme for me was the power dynamic between Daisy and Billy Mm -hmm. and the push and the pull of just the power dynamic. And then as well as like um, another thing that I thought of is in the book, there's so much talk about Daisy Jones, never wearing shoes. (laughs) Pants and shoes are a no, no, (laughs) she would not be allowed in any restaurant. So just the song title dancing barefoot just feels very Daisy Jones to me. But um, I just think that it's a fitting song and um, I, I really like it. I love that they were able to find a song like a real song that fit for this story yeah totally 
So as we do, uh, we are not going to go beat by beat, episode by episode. We are going to kind of do our six uh, highlights of the moment. Excuse us for being cute, but girl, we got to do what we got to do. So the first thing that I think that we should talk about is the big concert in Oahu. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So they... They write that one single. It's the number one single all over the world, right? It's well, everywhere. The, it's everywhere. It's in jukeboxes. People like it. That whole part really did remind me of that thing you do because there was that one scene where like everyone's hearing something on the radio and they run down the street and like it was kind of the same type of it must energy. Be incredibly exciting to hear your song on the radio for the first time, <laughs> right? Yeah. So they have the success and then they get this concert in Oahu, and Billy is just like, "We are, you know, we are the six. This is what we do. We're from Pittsburgh. This is what we're going to write the song. And we're going to, you know, the song Honeycomb is going to be fourth. And Daisy, you just come out when I tell you and we'll do the gig and we'll go home. And that's it. And like Daisy's having none of it. No. It was so fun to watch her like challenge him right off yeah. the bat. Oh, yeah. So, I, I mean, I feel so divided in this moment. I mean, Billy would be a terrible boss. I would not want him to be my boss. He's a micromanager. He wants everything his way. He doesn't let anybody share the fame. So I totally understand everybody's frustrations with Billy. However, I'm also a rule follower. If I'm told I'm going forth, you best believe I will be going forth. You can't just mix up everything. They had a plan. They had rehearsals. And um, I understand that maybe Billy wasn't expecting Daisy to show up, but also, I mean, that kind of feels like that's on Teddy. Shouldn't Teddy be telling everybody what's going on? But I think Teddy was also doing that on purpose. Like, I think he needed to like fan this fire a little bit to challenge Billy to say like, Hey, listen, she knows some stuff and she can read a crowd and she knows exactly like the crowd was just not into it. Like, they, they were into it, but not as much as they were when she no. came out there. No, no. and that's they like that's her. what she wanted. That's what the band wants too. Yeah. Like you could see too when she, she went out there, the the crowd changed, and then Karen like they always will go to Karen and for like a temperature check of whether it's like the it moment. You know, mm-hmm. like it's like is this it? <laughs> and she was like vibing. So you know, like it brought the band to a level that they wanted to be at. And Billy is still so in his head of like having to be in control in the whole situation that yeah. he couldn't necessarily see. And afterwards, you know, during that little press moment where they're like, "You have the number one song in the country. What are you going to do next?" Billy's like, "She's not part of the band. Bye." <laughs> Like, I okay, I just feel so divided, but he's yeah, because he was awful in that moment as well. He didn't let anybody else speak. He spoke for I mean, he's one of six members in that yeah. band, and he spoke for everybody, which is so messed up. However, not only did Daisy go out there when she was not supposed to, True. but she also refused to leave. <laughs> that part was long. It's like, Daisy, you have one song. You take that tambourine and you bring it backstage, ma'am. Well, and one thing we saw, I think starting at this point, well, I think it was in last episode, but one thing that definitely became more prevalent through these episodes was um, Daisy's drug use. And so like right before she goes on stage and does all of this, she's taking something and Mm -hmm. drinking and who knows what she has taken or 
drank before, before she got on stage. So I'm not I'm not saying that that's an excuse for her behavior, but I wonder if it did impact her like wanting to stay on there like her inhibitions were not there (laughs) no no but also I can respect Billy because in a way of thinking obviously Daisy makes him feel very uncomfortable and yes a big piece of the puzzle is the control element and he has no control over Daisy at all and never will have control over Daisy but it's also I mean, temptation was a theme in episode six, but we saw it throughout four and five as well, where she is represents that apple in, um, you know, and she is tempting him with drugs, with herself, with alcohol, everything that he's not supposed to um, go after or want. She represents all of that. And I think that he's just trying to keep this barrier because he doesn't want to get too close. He doesn't want to like her because that just gets him in trouble. She, so it's like, I mean, come on, man, like control your own impulses, but still he's almost trying to, by saying, I don't want her around. And everybody in the band is like, no, we want her in the band. Yeah. Well, there's a moment, I think after this concert on the bus where, um, Karen goes to sit next to, next to him and he's like if she joins we won't survive her and so I think he ha- is getting like the same feeling that he might have gotten when you know the tour situation happened in the last batch of episodes um, and so the only way that he knows how to take care of that right now is like just stay away from me like let's just go away don't even look at me don't sing my songs don't share a microphone with me oh that's the other thing um how do you feel about sharing microphones um i mean i think it's a very rock thing to do yeah um i mean daisy was like basically touching cheeks with him yes yeah she was leaning into the rock and roll experience for sure uh i think it adds like a intimacy to a performance that she's trying to either she's trying to get across to the person she's singing with or to the audience uh i in a podcasting sense i don't think it would work out well but in a rock and roll sense (laughs) i think it works (laughs) yeah i think so too i think so but still once again personal space yes daisy has none daisy has none yes and this was the 70s though and people were like the vibes were different yeah. So uh, personal space wasn't necessarily a conversation people were having Mm-mm. at that time. No, I also wanted to lightly touch because this is a, a track for moment uh, before the concert where everybody got their first check, which oh, was yeah. six hundred dollars. Yeah. And I loved how the show went through what everybody bought with their check um for so i just want to quickly go through it because it tickles me because everybody has like different focuses in life graham uh bought a surfboard which we did see that in episode five yeah eddie bought amps very practical focused on the music yeah yeah very eddie karen apparently invested in the stock market which i mean i want to believe that but also was karen really thinking about the stock market at the time maybe (laughs) Warren, I mean, I'd buy some apple or some something. Yeah, not a bad time. idea. <laughs> Warren bought a fur vest, which seems very Warren. Yes. And Did then... you see how they had him in the fur vest later on in the episode? <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Was good He's the best. He's so good. Uh, and then Billy decided to 
rent their own house, uh, a new house separate from the rest of the group uh, for him and Camilla. Yeah, I can kind of see that like, and I, I think we talked a little bit about this in relation to like Billy's motivations in life and how he's torn between like the rock and roll lifestyle and the American dream for lack of a better term. And so when he presents this house to Camilla, he's like, look, look at what I did. I did this thing. Like it's an achievement, but then it clearly like, it just kind of like fades away and it's not fulfilling to him. He's not the one putting a party together. He's not the one, like he's not doing any home improvement projects or or, or anything. No, not anymore. He puts the saw away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh He's, it, it was interesting to see his reaction to it. It was like, okay, check. We did that. Moving on. Oh, kind of like a just checklist of what like you should, should do. Yeah. You like, know, oh, you... I have a wife and a kid. We, I have to get a house. Look, yeah, I did with that. Yeah, with fence. Done. You need the golden retriever dog. You need it all. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that party. And I think mm-hmm. that that's a really good segue into uh, the Billy and Camilla relationship this yeah. uh these episodes as well as that party which essentially uh she was the the mastermind camila she uh she put together this party invited daisy when she saw that billy was not um was his ego was getting in the way and essentially yeah. she begged or really really pushed daisy to stay and join the band and stay at the party and I think this is an important story to tell because a lot of people think that like music and bands just like magically come together and yeah. like this is like a thing people automatically get along and they just want to make things. Uh, but the work that Camilla is or Camilla is doing here is real work. Like she is choosing <laughs> to ignore the gut feeling that she has that her husband is into this girl. Number one, mm-hmm. number yeah. two, she's not letting Billy's. Um, ego like you said get in the way and for what billy wants for billy's dreams for because she sees billy's dreams as her own dreams and for the goodness of the band like she knows that having daisy in the band will make the band more successful and get them to a higher level and so she decided to be the person to put these two together at this party and it was really interesting to see how that all helped and then didn't help her (laughs) (laughs) i know i know because i mean i thought that it was such an interesting moment when camila came out to daisy and was like i want you to stay i want you to be a part of this like i am indebted to you if it wasn't for this we wouldn't have this house we wouldn't be comfortable we wouldn't be having this life right now and you're a big part of this because without your voice without your touch for the song we wouldn't be here where we are now. And to see that appreciation from Camila is like, you know, she's like such like a little, I said this last week, she's like a warm hug. Like I just feel very compassion. Yeah. Yeah. So much compassion. And I, I like her appreciation in that, but she has to start. I mean, it starts off by when they start working on Aurora, the album, when the band does come together late nights it always starts off with late Mm -hmm. nights uh and then it's the fact that billy used to share all of his music with her and Mm -hmm. she hasn't heard any of the music this time and then ultimately it's 
goodness, when she's at the photo shoot and she sees Billy and Daisy getting to the shouting match Mm -hmm. and just like the passion that they're having and the line that she says to Billy after the fact, she's like, we used to fight like that. And I can just tell that like there is something going on. Like you don't fight like that if there's not anything real yeah. going on. Like, and she said, if you ever love her, this ends. We end. And he makes that promise again. It's you and me until the end, baby. It's just us. And then everything else will be okay. And she has to make this choice, kind of like she did when she was pregnant with Julia. And he had like infidelity issues on tour there as well Mm -hmm. to you know push forward and ignore like those feelings for her life to like you know she gave him the the ultimatum you have to get clean and you have to show up uh for our daughter and i mean she has patience but she has i just want to like put into perspective like i think like the a 2023 woman would have the 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 capabilities to be like screw you screw that like not happening but this is the 70s right like it's we have to like think of like the time period yeah i mean well we do also see um we do see her kind of have a moment where she's like i'm losing my own identity i guess I don't know Spanish as much as I used to. I am not taking as much photography as I would I would like to. I am going to go also have my own little secret rendezvous with Eddie to kind of get back at my husband <laughs> type of thing. Like she's acting out of character in that regard. But then she's also like realizing that her work in the band is not being appreciated. At, yeah. Even at just like a band level, not even as like a husband wife level um so you know yes in the 70s it is a good point to remind people that women could not have credit cards unless they were um with their husband or open a bank account unless their husband was on there so and that was like as recent that was recent history um and so when it comes to divorce when it comes to walking away from relationships it wasn't as easy as not saying that it ever is but it wasn't as financially or logistically as convenient as it might be today um so you know i think that is in the back of camille's head but it was also just really interesting to watch her take a step back and say like i'm losing myself yeah i found that very fascinating as well her desire to be more than a wife, more than a mom. Yeah. I think that women really struggle with that identity when they become a wife and their mother and they're trying to just find themselves. Like, who am I um, besides being a mom to my children? And I think that a lot of women could relate to trying to figure out who they are after marriage and after kids. And I'm not surprised that Camila is struggling with this as well as you know, trying to, um, you know, find her place in the world again. And I, I, I really empathize with her. I thought that that was really interesting to look at in the sixth episode. But uh, Camila is a really, really lovely character. Her relationship with Billy, I think, is raw and it feels pretty real. And 
Um, I think that they're doing a good job displaying, uh, you know, his love for her. I'm not sure how much he loves being a dad just because of his own experience with that. But I know that he loves Camila. And I, I think that the struggle of what we've been talking about, like, do I, how can I be a family man? Yeah, a rock star. Do you think he loves her or do you think he's acting out of obligation? I think that he does love her. I do. But I also think that he, I think he, I, I think that he just gives into his desires too easily. I don't know. Mm. I thought that he, I think that he does love her, or at least he thinks that he loves her. It makes me sad because I, I just like her so much for me to think that he doesn't really love her. Makes me so sad. And now that you said that, it's like, of course, but I'm such a lover that I try to just see the best in everybody, but now I'm doubting everything. I mean, that's like life, right? Like you never really like, but I, I just think that he did love her at one point, but like the down the impact of what happened of the ultimatum yeah can't i've just seen him make choices out of more obligation than what he might really want to be doing i know and like that doesn't mean and that could be a form of love but the what he has with daisy is a different type of love it's right like, and so which one is he going to choose where i mean obviously i think i know which one he's going to choose however um i don't know i could be surprised and what does that mean for for um you know camila has you know eddie orbiting her all the time basically saying like i will worship the (laughs) ground that you walk on and so that can be a temptation for her as well i know they only had like one instance here but i just i just i'm not i I just want to look at the lens of Billy's actions with a little bit of obligation attached yeah. to it. Eddie's kind of a mosquito that just doesn't go away. <laughs> yes, he is very persistent in his stern so, outlook on life. So Camila said, I just wanted as there were so many secrets. I just wanted a secret for myself. Mm-hmm. Do you so how far do you think that like I it could was it flirting? Was it more? Did they kiss? Did they do something? We don't really know. We don't really know. And there was a part in the um there was a part in one of the episodes where I think she says history is what happened, not what almost happened. And mm. so I don't know if they went all the way, but I wouldn't I mean they were pretty comfortable with each other and and she was open to having conversations i don't know what happened i don't know i really don't and i don't know what we're supposed to be inferring here but i also think that there's once again a um the the book the book had like really is focused on there one person has one story another person has another Mm -hmm. story and the truth lies in the middle so we have to believe that there's some uh narrators that are you know, fibbing a little or omitting truths. So I don't think we're going to know some of these things. We might not. Uh, yeah. We might not. We might not. So uh talking about love, Ooh. Karen and Graham. Um 
I've heard some from some people that the Karen and Graham storyline is the is the more compelling love story over Billy and Daisy or Billy or Camila. Mm. How are you feeling about Karen and Graham? Uh, I found this to be a really like rom commy situation where it was like uh Graham has a girlfriend now but he didn't tell Karen and then there's the awkward like let's all go out together and this is where Karen's <laughs> like uh I really do like this guy and so <laughs> then she makes her move but I really you know I think that part was really was really fun and I also enjoyed uh at the album cover shoot you know grandma's like encouraging karen to like be seen with him and she's like listen if i do that it could just change everything for me and yeah. i don't want to be i don't want my status in this world basically to go down just because i'm dating a rock star of sorts star in yeah. quotation marks we don't really know how star like grandma's uh but i thought that was an important conversation to see I, I think the love between the two of them is genuine and and they really understand each other and see each other yeah. and um it's not just a one night stand or just a sexual chemistry type of situation i think there's definitely some up to their relationship so yeah. it was it was cool to have that conversation sort of at the end of this three episode arc I agree. I thought that these two characters have a lot of chemistry between each other. Um, so Graham meets Carolyn, who is this really pretty, um, like Miss America type yeah. character who is a student and is going to be like a neurosurgeon or something like that. Who who knows? Uh, they wind up on a three way date at the beach, which it's like. Okay, I've never gone to the situation, but if I'm going to the beach with my man, there is no other girls that are coming with me at the beach. Not my sister, not my aunt, not my best friend. It's me and my man on the beach sipping the pina coladas. That's for sure. Uh, so while Graham is surfing on his brand new surfboard, mm -hmm. Karen and Caroline are talking and she's doing the thing. Karen's doing the thing where she is like so snarking on her and she has no idea no idea uh and she like finds out that carolyn's favorite singer is barry manilow and <laughs> then she uses that as ammo uh to make graham not like her as much yeah it was really fun it was like oh barry manilow huh hey graham did you know that caroline's favorite artist so petty so childlike and uh yeah so then as soon as they drop off carolyn at uh her they house don't drop her off they all go well, into the house then? where is she she's i think waiting in the cart because what happens like oh, they pull up to the house nasty. they pull up to the house and karen's all like hey graham will you walk me in there's been some robberies in the area they live in this house they live here i yeah. don't but so okay walk me into my own house okay cool so they walk in karen makes her move they start going at it and then later on you hear a honking horn and I, think oh, my, I totally missed that that is so rude poor carolyn is waiting so long she has to study to become a doctor what are you doing <laughs> she's just hanging out yeah she got ditched so then the two of them are hooking up all over the place they're hanging out in the closets they're making out and yeah, ultimately, you know, Graham wants to tell the world that he's in love with Karen and Karen is pushing him away a little bit and saying, like, I need to be my own person. Like, I we're just going to become 
like noted in magazines, publications, interviews for being together. Like this well, is about and, the music. And her identity will no longer be Karen. It will be yes. girlfriend of Graham. Yes. Which is a little bit different for Graham. And what I loved was Graham's response. He was like, I'll never mention it again. I got it. Yeah. He respects it and understands that, which I like about him. Two other Graham slash Karen moments I wanted to mention. I am very in love with the Graham Camila brother sister relationship that they share. And Camila uncle the uncle role with Julia. Well, that, but also Camila just you know confronting him and being like, "You have feelings for her. Like go, like go chase after your love. Like don't let anything stop you." I thought that was really cute. Uh, They just give off those like really good brother sister vibes that are really adorable and yeah. also um i also wanted to know what you thought of karen's 90s wig <laughs> which is so unrelated but it bothers me tell me what i think i think you want to get some stuff off your okay chest yeah i think i need to talk about karen's 90s wig but do you have any comments about camila and I graham mean, first i would just say like it was also really um, you know, once Karen and Graham to get together, she was like, she just asked Karen like straight out. So how long have you two been getting together? Because she could tell. So yeah, they do have a good, um, you know, sibling like relationship. Yeah. But yes, uh, Karen in the 90s has different hair than she has in the 70s. So Sarah, tell us about it. Okay, so like Suki Waterhouse is so cool. She's pretty much the coolest person I've ever seen in my life. And she has beautiful hair. And I think like I mean, everybody wears wigs in Hollywood, so I can't even say if her real hair is the 70s hair. But what I can say is that that is a terrible wig in the 90s, and I really hate it. I really (laughs) don't like it. It's so, it's like, you know, very, very blonde. It's bleached, Mm -hmm. but it's like stick straight and the bangs are gross. I hate it. It's so bad. Like It just disturbs me. Well, I feel if it's her vibe of like... British punk rocky person. Yeah. Um, however, if this were the 80s, it would make a lot more sense to me than the 90s. Yeah, I hate um, it. I hope that I, I don't just... know what's gonna change. They're they're sitting there. I know. <laughs> there's wait, there's four more episodes left. I don't think they're going back to reshoot her wig, but I wish they would. I'm just saying, I wish well, they the would. Only- I think she could get a different hair in the now times or in the future time is there's like a reunion special or something. Ooh, okay. I'll just look forward to that. (laughs) So I'm sorry. I get so distracted about wigs. Okay. So now what we have here is thanks to Camila and thanks to the rest of the band members Daisy Jones is now part of the six and it is now Daisy Jones and the six. That's the new band title. Um, much to Billy chagrin, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And now it's time to work on their album. So what we're going to do here, and this is mainly in episode five is we go here, we go in. Oh, by the way, that was a very good looking fruit basket that Daisy stole. <laughs> stole. I was, I actually had a dream about that fruit basket last night. <laughs> I really did. I really love a fruit basket. It's, I am not going to lie. Uh, so she brings the fruit basket and her book of songs, which by the way, once again, I don't know how she's had the same red book for songs for half of her life when she writes so much, but 
can't think about the logistics. Billy has his eight songs that are apparently already written, and we get two Rams going mm-hmm. at it once again. Well, and even like the band doesn't know what to do because like they basically just go to the studio and it's like record and it's like what are we doing what are we gonna do uh so teddy's like hey uh you two go find go off and write songs and then the rest of the band is like what are we supposed to do he's like i don't care (laughs) like you're not you're not important (laughs) yeah it's like you guys work on the the riffs and hang out with the house we are going to go back and write some music uh, so what we get is, oh, we also, by the way, learned that Daisy loves to break into houses, yeah, she uh, does. all houses, no houses are safe. We see her in episode four, breaking into her parents' house. And yeah. sadly her parents moved without telling her and she gets rested. And now we have her breaking into Teddy's house so that they can work on, uh, the new album and it's a struggle they are struggling to get along they're struggling to hear each other out and read each other's music their songwriting processes very much differ uh yeah daisy's like coming to the table she's like does every song have to be about your wife like can we just have something else and she really like from what i could tell about her writing process like she needs to know the why what who is this person why are they saying these things what is the point of view and billy's just like i feel feelings <laughs> this is and i put it into song and so these two people have very different point of views that they're coming to this process with and you know also daisy's songwriting process involves a lot of alcohol and a lot of drugs and this is something that billy is not participating in because Correct. of his own story so um you know it makes for two drastically different ways of coming to this project this group project of writing an album and we've got this like surrounding swirl of sexual chemistry that's like hitting up between there's one point during this whole thing you know they're trying to get to know each other so asking personal questions and things like that and billy goes why did you join the band and her answer is you yeah you know she finds him incredibly talented and interesting and hot yeah. So, you know, they, there's a lot happening in these, these little songwriting sessions in Teddy's house that they broke into. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, one of the exercises they did besides jump uh, Daisy jumping into the pool and singing, and apparently uh, this is my songwriting process to swim. uh, (laughs) They also did a little getting to know each other game. They did. I love a game, especially a getting to know you Mm -hmm. game. So they were allowed to ask each other three uh, uninhibited questions, anything that they want to ask, because how are you supposed to write with somebody that you don't know? I mean, especially when it comes to like music and emotions, it does kind of help to know the other person yeah. that you're writing lyrics with. I like totally if someone agree. is being the, you know, musician and someone's being the lyricist, I think that's a different story. But since they're both doing both, they kind of need to know each other. Yeah. Daisy wants to know why, Billy is so obsessed with his wife, which it's like, you, I mean, obviously you should be obsessed with your life partner, but uh, Daisy's a little dismissive of it. And uh, really dismissive. She's like, I met her. And, <laughs> and I was like, whoa, Daisy, whoa. I think because for Daisy, 
her worst nightmare is being a Camila in terms of a wife, a mother, um, not being free. Like Daisy really loves the freedom of doing whatever she wants whenever she wants. Well, and Camila yeah. is a grounded homebody. So to Daisy, Camila's life is per- her personal hell. Well, and mainly because that was the life she saw her mom. Like right. her mom was the same type of person. Right, exactly. Um, so Billy wants to know how she hurt her hand. And she explains what she already explained to him. She broke into the house of her parents because she didn't know that they moved, which Billy really took to heart because yeah. he also got abandoned by his family or his dad, really. Yep. Yep. They're bonding on abandonment issues. So also <laughs> good feel for the fire. Yeah, great foundation. Uh, and then Billy asks, how many pills do you take a day? And Daisy's like, I-, I don't know. I don't count them. And mm. he's like, don't you think it's a problem? And Daisy is very insistent of, I don't have a problem. You have a problem. I don't have a problem. I could throw these out right now, which mm. we proceed to see her to do. Dump them all out in the toilet and yeah. say, see, I don't have a problem. However, later in the scene, she has more pills. She kept one or two. Well, and th- she's taken to take that last one because Billy says, I never thought you you were so broken. Yeah. Oh, she hated and that. That was that's rough. And so we learn yeah. later on, I think in episode six, she says, um, I don't like feeling bad. And when I feel bad, I take a pill so I don't have to feel it anymore. And so because otherwise I'll hear my mom's voice in my head and stuff like that. So when confronted with something like I never thought you'd be so broken, that's probably something straight out of a, a, you know, a mom audio tape in her head. And so um, she knew she was going to need something, unfortunately. But I think this is, you know, as much as Daisy challenges Billy's control, Billy's also challenging daisy's control in this situation as well yeah um they get into a little tiff and he basically says i'm sorry for offending you what i meant to say was that we're more alike than i thought we Mm -hmm. were um and then this is when it's a real turning point for the both of them because then they're writing really well together they're giggling like school kids they're having a grand old time and uh, they're writing music, good music, and it's benefiting everybody and everyone's really happy about it until was it Karen who said it was great until it wasn't? Yeah, I mean, that's like classic rock and roll, right? Like it's great yeah. until it wasn't. Um, yeah, but like they get into this groove, they're writing this music and then they're also like they get into like a uh, flirty competition mode. Cause there's this yes. one point where Billy's like, I wrote the song for you. And it's all about like feelings. Like, oh, stuff. Hated that. she <laughs> hated that. And she's uh, like, and now I wrote one for you. <laughs> and which is, he hated that as well. Yeah. So they, uh, they, and- you know, it's starting to get really passionate between the two of them. And they're definitely catching feelings. They're spending a lot of time together. Yeah. And Daisy starts to think like, is this all in my head? Like, right. Or do you really have feelings for me? Well, and even the Rolling Stone reporter, because um, Teddy had called in a favor to have Rolling Stone. Like, this is this is 
almost famous call out there's two there's one we're having a reporter follow everybody and then like when DZ was like high and on the diving board and was going to jump into the pool i was like that's definitely also a call out to almost famous however uh this reporter is like the entire album is just coded messages between billy and daisy like it's just them talking to each other and you know billy's doing his best to ignore it and daisy's like i need to know what's what's happening here so um there comes a point i forget which song it was but like Daisy didn't want to sing it. She didn't want to do it. She stormed out. And I think it's um, maybe more to mess. Oh, yeah. That sounds about right. And then um, they're out in the parking lot. And and Billy's like, I need you to feel. And the way he knows how to do that is to kiss her. And that like turns the tables for her. She goes right in and sings this. Like, that was it. Well, she wasn't trying at first. She was well, really giving yeah. no effort. She was being a little pissy about it, but yes. But um, this whole time, Billy is explaining to the Rolling Stones reporter, like I'm playing a part for the for the band, like yeah, like I'm doing this for the music, basically. Like exactly. I'm not doing this. There's nothing here, and he's like, okay, yeah. All so right. that leads us into the big album photo shoot. Which yeah. was cool to see because we're in the desert, as mm-hmm. we were joking about earlier, in these fabulous costumes. The wind is blowing in their hair. It's quite the moment. Uh, they've hired a photographer. No clue why they wouldn't just hire Camila. <gasps> I was thinking that too. I was like, um, hello, which probably just added to her own feelings in the moment. Yeah, because she used to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. So she was anyway. the sixth. Yeah, she was the sixth in the sixth, of course. So what we get here is there is a lot of tension between Daisy and Billy. They are not wanting to sit next to each other. They're not feeling each other at all. And um, it's like, I don't want to speak. Fine. Yeah. So what we get is um, the reporter from Hollywood Report. Oh, no, not the Hollywood Reporter the what is it rolling Rolling stone Stone. yeah rolling stone of course he comes up to billy and just wants to have a couple of clarifying points he goes um how do you spell the name of the town that you grew up (laughs) in like something else that's mundane oh and where did you go to rehab and billy's basically says excuse me where did you hear that and he explains that daisy outed him and that mm-hmm. that whole first tour was kind of fell apart because of billy's uh, addiction and substance issues so so he understandably gets very upset and confronts daisy and then um well, daisy's and, like why did you bring your wife here like yeah this is, like super uncomfortable all around yeah uh yes but also why would he not bring his wife there agreed so so basically they fight this is where camila witnesses this fight and takes the picture that ultimately becomes the album cover because yeah that photographer did not do a super great job and uh then in turn billy tells um billy tells the Jonah Berg, that's who mm-hmm. the Rolling Stone author is, that uh, 
Daisy's own substance abuse issues and like her story about um, who she really is and, and as a payback thing and basically for Jonah Berg to drop his story. Yeah, because he basically goes up to Jonah and says, hey, don't put my daughter in this because yeah. basically the, the whole reason why the tour breakdown happened was because of Julia being conceived and yeah. born um so like don't put my daughter in the story and jonah turns to him and says oh give me something better and and he, he does did. and it's um you know uh it ultimately winds up affecting daisy and she she kind of goes into a spiral after that we get some of that bad self-talk that we were talking about before her worst insecurities ringing her her ear and the episode six like ends with like daisy just like going to greece <laughs> as like, one does this is sisterhood of the right? traveling pants i was oh. like where are we yeah we <laughs> yes exactly we go to greece and the tour the aurora tour is just about to start they were kind of had like a month or so as like a well, they were going to go record vocals for the album like that yeah. day and she didn't show up and she didn't show she didn't up show and up. she didn't show up. So Billy like went to to um, her house and there was someone cleaning and I was like, she hasn't been here since Wednesday. And then yep. whoop, she's in Greece. How long are you going to stay? I don't make plans. Yeah, I don't make plans. I, that's not really my deal. Uh, I can never. I could never. I need. I, I, I don't understand the people it's amazing it's spectacular that are able to make buy a one-way plane ticket somewhere and it's just like i'm gonna live my life now i i could do it but i would need not to have my job yeah <laughs> like i i could do it uh circumstances would have to be correct yeah and then we are at our six and i think that we should talk a little bit about like daisy's positive impact on the six as a whole because we're talking a lot about her struggles we're going to be talking a lot about how she's putting the band at risk by going to greece but there's good that daisy did right yeah i think one of the things like when they first go into the recording studio and they come back with that one song like this could also be seen as a bad, but for the moment, it's good. Um, Eddie says, you know, it's no longer the Billy show. Everyone has an opportunity to write their own parts and collaborate on music. And that just brings the band closer together as a whole, as a whole unit. That was kind of like something that they had when they kept playing those gigs in LA when they first got there. Um, and so being able to, to have that collaboration because basically Billy had to put his focus on Daisy as opposed to putting his focus everywhere else. It kind of broke the band open in a little bit of ways. I can see that sort of backfiring because give, I think you give Eddie an inch and he might, you know, run forever. (laughs) So we'll kind of see how, how that goes, but you know, for this album, it seemed to work out, seemed to work out well. And they were able to like um, Camilla had said, like elevate themselves to a different level of rock dumb yeah because of her 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 entry into the band yeah i really like the fact that she even encouraged um billy was playing graham's riff and she was like what is that and he was like oh it's just my brothers and she said no like let's incorporate this if this is something that he really likes then do it and then there was another moment later on where she basically told the guys 
you guys know what you're doing. Just play what you want to play, make it sound good. And we'll, we'll figure it out. And I just think that's like really nice for everybody else to have a little bit control over their own instrument and talents. And it, it seemed like a more collaborative process with Daisy in the mix. Yeah. And I think that's what the band was looking for and hoping for the whole time. Billy couldn't provide for them. No. So what we're going to do here is talk a little bit more about all the music that I have found on Spotify as well. Get into some book comparisons. So we're going to hear a word from our sponsors and we are going to be right back. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And we are back. So I did some more digging on Spotify. And not only have I listened to this last week, I listened to Honeycomb nonstop or look at us (laughs) now this week. I'm really into let me down easy. That's kind of my song of the week. But like I said, last week, the entire album is on Spotify. Uh, This week we heard songs on the show, such as let me down easy, kill you to try the river, regret me, Aurora, more to miss and no words. Wow. Yeah, they're really cranking them out. Yeah, they really are. Uh, A lot of music. And I, it was funny because I was saying, uh, you know, episode four, okay, I think I'm done with Lucas now. I'm ready to move (laughs) on. And then it was so many songs. And then I was like, no, I can't keep up. I can't keep up. Um, And then furthermore, I also found on Spotify, and I'm sure it's available on like Apple Music, uh, Amazon Music, whoever makes music, I'm sure it's there. Oh, sure. Amazon Music. Yeah, for sure. It has to be. 
the Dunn Brothers is there with their songs and slash the six. Wow. So all of their songs are on Spotify, which is Look Me in the Eye, Flip the Switch, Suzy Q, Have Love Will Travel, By Myself, Silver Nail, and Nobody Needs. I think the one that sticks out the most for me out of this bunch is Look Me in the Eye. Do you remember one that one? Mm-hmm. It goes, oh, look me in the eye. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you serious? What? Oh, wow, look at me. <laughs> look at me. I'm such a rock star. You are. Maybe we should have like a karaoke portion of the podcast. Oh, that's that's. I won't like leave you hanging. I'll terrible do it. Terrible idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Simone's song is there as well as Daisy Jones's two songs, Type of Guy and By Myself. Mm. Oh, you know, one thing that I do want to touch on. Simone Simone yes Simone Simone went to New York she did go to New York uh mainly because okay so first of all we learned that she's been having phone calls with the lady she met at the party and she's like lit up and loves life when that happens so it's so good to see that but also you know she's sitting there and she's watching tv and she hears her own voice being used by someone else in a musical number and so i think her opportunities aren't necessarily in la there might be more opportunities for her in new york which is kind of where the disco scene we know she ends up being like a disco legend yeah just don't know how she gets there yet um so she makes the first move to go there and that's pushes daisy to like move into the hotel and do all of that stuff so yes Mm -hmm. simone i hope we get to see her again in the next batch of episodes i think so she makes the opening credits so i think that yeah We'll definitely be able to see her now more. I did also on the music front, I just shout out to again all of the surrounding music. You know, being able to hear Ooh La at the party was great. Ooh La La um, is a super fun song by What's His Face. <laughs> I had it and then I lost it. Yeah, uh, what's um, the faces. What is it by the faces? I thought it was by Rod Stewart. Okay, I don't know because I just looked it up and Ooh La La 1973 is by the faces. It could have been them. They so, both could have done it. So what you said is like, what's their face is actually closer <laughs> to reality. I so I it. think well done. Well done. <laughs> um, well, yeah. and uh, one of the songs that Billy and Daisy bond over is In My Room by the Beach Boys. Exactly. Which is a classic Oh yeah, songs. I love the so, Beach Boys. It's it's been fun to kind of see them, you know, lean into the music of the time as as they're creating music for this time. Yeah, because they have to get inspiration from somewhere. So, yeah. um, it's really really cool to see. Uh, love all the music. Check it out if you haven't. And I I love it. So I'm going to go into some book comparisons because guess what? I started listening <gasps> to the audiobook. Uh, the professional audiobook that I got off of, uh, I don't know, Apple Books, Audible, or whatever, which, by the way, uh, it's just really spectacular. There's one of the things I struggle with audiobooks is like people that like put on voices, oh. but this audiobook has like 10 plus actors. Wow. For every part. And it's pretty spectacular. So it's reading better for me than the actual book because of all the voices. Mm-hmm. And Judy Greer plays Karen. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like very fun to hear Judy Greer in an audiobook. So 
Uh, I'm going to talk about a couple of things that I have caught on to. If you don't want to be spoiled by book, um, you know, we'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Uh, but I'm going to start now. So book comparisons. Uh, one of the biggest ones I mentioned earlier, the book is 40 years later, not 20. Mm -hmm. So that's a big deal. Um, this is actually uh, very interesting. So Chuck, we know him, the dentist, Chuck yes. the dentist. In the book, he got drafted to the Vietnam War and he died in Cambodia in war. Wow. And they changed that. That's kind of a big change. And I'm kind of like curious why they would do that. Maybe they just didn't want it. Like pretty much every 70s rock story has like some sort of Vietnam aspect yeah. to it. And maybe they just wanted to leave that out or they decided there was more story to tell. I could see this totally impacting the band though. Yeah. You know? So it, it, it was because... just a choice that they, they left it out. Yeah. Because Billy was talking about in the book, how guilty he felt because he, you know, didn't get drafted. And yeah, it was a big part of the time. Like, we have had no mention of war. No, not at all. Um, also, we lost a band member in general. There was a character in the book named Pete, who I totally forgot about because he was the most boring of the lot. And <laughs> Eddie is a combination between Pete and Eddie. They, like, kind of morphed those two characters into one Eddie. Was Pete in love with Camilla or was... Like Eddie, and I, like what aspects of I Eddie think are Eddie? Okay, Eddie being a sour grape is one hundred and ten percent Eddie. Okay, uh, uh, Eddie being like building his own base. Sure, uh, I'll touch and I'll I'll. But I don't need to know. I just was okay. <laughs> I Eddie being a sour grape, having like all the jealousy stuff surrounding the band, not liking the fact that he doesn't get as much attention as Billy. Um, the fact that Billy makes decisions without him, all of that's Eddie. Okay. okay. So maybe the Camilla stuff, the Camilla stuff has to do with Pete or nothing because I don't even remember there was a Pete in the book. I was <laughs> reading the book. I'm like four hours into the book on the audiobook. I still don't know what Pete's doing. I saw, it's like, I don't understand how there's another member of this band and I just like completely forget about him every Wait, single time. Does so that mean that there was actually six? When yeah. they named the six? I think so. I think so. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, I well, like that's that's a hot take. Maybe that's why they took Pete out for the thing to give um Camilla their the role. Yeah, maybe. Um the six's first performance was not in Oahu, surprisingly. It oh. was at a club on the strip. And basically they were having those nights where they were working on the strip, and Daisy shows up at the club uninvited but also she's like why why am i gonna avoid a club because they're there i'm not gonna mm, not show up i want to go where i want to go yeah, yeah and basically she like watches the band and then billy sees her watching them and then he's like oh i felt so pressured she gave me no choice she had <laughs> she had to come up on stage and sing with me uh, uh so that was that was their first performance all together <laughs> uh which kind of um you know i think also the label really wanted daisy to join the band which they didn't mm. really get into uh okay here's something else <sighs> honeycomb mm -hmm. slash like now totally different lyrics didn't even realize it 
didn't even realize it they changed the lyrics they changed the lyrics for this in a lot of the songs they changed the song titles as well so much so much billy and camilla meet a little bit differently but i kind of like this mute better i liked the me too yeah camilla was like a waitress at like a venue for weddings Mm. This and, is so much better. We love yeah. a laundromat meet cute. I also love the uh, don't you know who I am aspect of that whole thing. So good. <laughs> so good. Um, and yeah. And there was no big kiss. Uh, it was a little bit more vague because once again, we are dealing with people that are uh, not very trusting narrators and they mm-hmm. they don't really want to share about what went down. Yeah, I mean, we also had that weird, like, walk on the beach that they did. And I was oh, like, yeah. are you telling me nothing else happened here? <laughs> like, I was like, yep. are you sure about this? I I'm sure it did. But um, those are just some things that stood out in my head as I'm listening to this book. I promise next time I'll try to figure out who Pete is. <laughs> but <laughs> we well, now it's bothering me. We're meant to forget Pete. We can forget Pete. Yeah, it's bothering me now because I'm just like, how the heck am I forgetting Pete? Um. Anyway, <laughs> those are our episodes four, five, and six of yeah. Daisy Jones and the Six. I'm really, really loving it. Um, I hope you are too. Oh, I'm loving it. Yeah, I really, th- I love like the little book comparison at the end too, because I have not read the book. So it's nice to like kind of yeah. see where things are. And um, like I said, the format is super fun for me. And the story is like really well paced and really compelling. And it's, you know, one of the things I remember you saying at the beginning was that you liked the author's um world building and i think they that this production team has taken that to heart and really built a solid world especially with all of the music and all of the vibes i know you know fashion is being discussed and admired around um the show as well so i just think you know it's really well done i also was sitting there thinking you know how uh riley is elvis's granddaughter yes that also means like she hung out with michael jackson like yes. I was like thinking about this and I was like the amount of musical history in this one person in the show is a lot. It's just like a lot. And yeah. I wonder how she handles it. I mean, I don't know. But uh, that I was just like she's... another compa- like thing that I was thinking. Well, every time she comes on screen, I'm like, no, like your stepdad was Michael Jackson. <laughs> like, yeah. Like... Yeah. I, I'm. It is very interesting, especially because from what I've seen in interviews and everything, she seems so low key. Yeah. And I, I think that she's very interesting because she, of course she's from like uh, music royalty and uh, you know, she's not our typical like Nepo baby. Who's a, trying to be like a socialite. You know what I mean? Like she's not running around all over the, uh, the. She's not it, on TMZ. Not on the TMZ. Well, as far as yet. I know. <laughs> not yet. Also, uh, if you want to follow Taylor Jenkins Reed, who's the author of the Daisy Jones and the Six book, you can follow her at T Jenkins Reed. And she's been posting so much Daisy Jones content. Oh. Uh, the other day, she was like hanging out on the Daisy Jones and the Six tour bus. And she like did a little tour of their tour bus. And she's like always posting about the actors. Uh, she's very, very, very excited. Um, obviously, this is like her her baby, but also 
like she's been posting a lot of interviews and all the stuff. So if you want more Daisy Jones and the Six content, check her out. Um, Marissa, what are yeah. you doing? What's your content? My content? Well, my content is you. Oh, <laughs> 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 only uh, only two more weeks of this joke, people. Only two I, more I still think I like it. What's uh, what's Penn Badgley up to? Uh, Penn is up to uh, dancing around to Taylor Swift lyrics. I yeah. heard that. <laughs> I heard that. Um, reminding you that Joel, Go- Joel Goldberg is not the hero of the show, you. Uh, Latanya Starks and I have been covering that show and we'll be wrapping up our coverage as part two of season four dropped last week. So this week we will be talking about the part two in its entirety. And then we will be talking about the show in its entirety. And then we will finally say goodbye to you at the end of the month. So if you are into watching that show or just picking it up, uh, we've got a lot of podcasts for you there. And then I also am covering Dear Edward, which is another show on Apple TV Plus. And I'm covering that with Jason Reed. It's also based on a book. Its book also has a lot of um, strong following. Although I believe that that book and this tv show are very different um and there's like totally vastly different characters so if if you are watching that we we have some episodes out for you as well and then uh march has got a lot of tv so i might be popping up somewhere else and if you're interested in hearing about that you can follow me on twitter at mars bars m-a-r-z b-a-r-s and i'm also trying to post more on instagram because you know what is social media these days so if you're over there and would like to see what i'm up to i'm at it's me marissa g Oh. And you can follow me there. <laughs> that is a follow for you. I'm just going to hop on over there. Um, okay. So for me, we have How I Met Your Father nice. with Adam Humphrey. And we do every other week. We've been having a really great time covering that show. Of course, Shit 90 Shows taught me. Um, we have a great time over there. We're finishing up our coverage for season five mm-hmm. Dawson's Creek. Um, and then I'm going to be here with you covering yes. Daisy Jones and the six. So uh, next time you talk to us, we are be uh, covering two episodes. That's the next yep. two episodes that are dropping episodes seven and eight. We won't be alone. The aforementioned Adam Humphrey is joining us. Mm-hmm. And what if he comes with songs? No pressure. He, okay, well now Adam, you better he you better come with songs. He is a musical talent. Um, he has a great ear for music, and he's been following along with this show and is really loving it. So can't wait to talk to him about it next time. You can catch us at post show recaps, bin show recaps, all the recaps, and uh, yeah, it catch us next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.